Have you ever wondered how love and truth go hand in hand? Today on The Midweek Move, we're unraveling the intriguing link between love, truth, and living out God's commands. Hello, welcome to Midweek Move, podcast extension of The Healing Place, the podcast for examining scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves, what is happening here? Today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really excited because today I am joined by a young man that I've had the opportunity to know for quite a while, and that is uh, Mr. Caleb Marino. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Glad to have you on the show today. Uh, I've uh, known you for quite a while. and uh, Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> so... Uh, Every time we have somebody new on the show, I like to point out the fact like this is a casual conversation. Um, we've had some people on the show that were like high learning, like high level learning. But the a lot of the point of the show is is like to emulate the we can have just normal life conversations with each other, right? And talk about the Bible and it just be a very real honest thing. And I feel like over the years we've had a few of those, some uh, some good conversations, some uh, some weird conversations. Um, but, uh, man, I'm excited about to get, uh, getting into it. We're starting the book of Second John today. Uh, and we did, if you, those of you listening, you want to like, well, what happened in First John? We have a whole playlist on our YouTube channel for you guys to check out. Uh, Caleb, have you been through Second John before? I have. Actually, probably um, First, Second, and Third John are some of my favorite books no in kidding. the Bible. Yeah. Wow. That, those three and then the First and Second Peter. Wow. I don't know. Just gravitate <laughs> towards them. It's pretty simple. I'm glad we asked you today. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> I'm excited about this. Um, some of you guys, though, just real quick, you are like, well, where's Pastor Scott? We haven't seen him in like a month and a half. Uh, Pastor Scott says his his, his love. Uh, he's been uh, rocking out, doing all kinds of stuff, traveling the world, and not the world, but the nation, doing different things. And uh, But what I love is that Scott's like, hey, you know, we need other voices. It's that everyone doesn't need to be an echo of of Scott Etheridge. Um, I'm not growing a beard that big to be an echo of him. Me neither. I'm trying <laughs> to shoot for the mustache, but that's that's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yep. Trust in the process. Trust the process. Have faith <laughs> that God will grow the seed that was planted. Yes. Um, <clears throat> just knowing your your family background, um, that may or may not happen. We'll see. It's hit or miss. <laughs> well, let's get into something that's not hit or miss, and that is the scriptures. Right. And uh, we are in Second John, and. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out the intro, check it out. But this is a, a Second Testament written by John to an indiv- a group of individuals. And uh, so let's just jump into it. Caleb, uh, read verses 1 and 2. Uh, to the elect lady and her children whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also those who have known the truth, because of the truth which abides in us and will be with us forever. Good deal. So this book opens up with uh, the greeting from the elder. Uh, to the elect lady. Now, we've talked about this in our intro, that there are two views on this intro. The strict reading suggests that this is a personal letter to a specific woman. Um, I forget the, le- the name, Electra possibly. Um, but the other reading that a lot of people lean to, we lean into, is that this is more metaphoric, uh, especially when you add in what he says at the end of it. it. This seems to be more of a kind of a covert way of saying to the church, to this local community that he's dealing with. Now, John uh, says he loves his community in the truth, and all who know the truth love them too. So John is telling us that his love for the body as a whole is based on the truth, plain and simple, the truth of God, the truth of who Jesus is. Um, this means that the biblical love crosses all lines. There shouldn't be a division between people if we truly love Jesus. So this is the uh, sort of his contrast to uh, 
the state of uh, the state of those who follow Christ and the heretics who were present in this day and age. Um, we had what uh, what we would call early Gnosticism, which Gnostics were the people who they believed Jesus wasn't a actual human being. They believed that you know it was kind of a ghost, Casper situation taking yeah. place, uh, along with a plethora of other heresies taking place. But they were getting pretty militant these heretics and attacking the church and so he's pointing out the difference between uh, knowing the truth and being in love and then being outside the truth and not having love at all so um so he's bringing all this out and he's pointing out the link between love and truth so let me ask you this we have in our lives you and i have probably have met several people who don't necessarily have love for other folks that are in the church um they it may be because of some non-salvific doctrinal differences. And sometimes they don't have love for people because simply this color of their skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we actively and lovingly walk people through changing how they view these fellow believers? Um, <clears throat> I would say really just relating back to what it looks like to, to live Christ, you know, mm-hmm. like, because, you know, Jesus, he encountered some of the craziest people. He encountered the most <laughs> unlike, like, unlikable people, right. you know, and that ranged from people who, you know, didn't follow in the law, who just, you know, lived crazy, and then also up to the Pharisees who lived everything by the law, you know, right. like, they were devoted to it, they knew all the scripture, and they'd point out, you know, when people weren't following this, the the law and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, and so he had to have a lot of grace for people, yeah. you know, and I think that's kind of what we have to do is have grace for those people mm-hmm. um, because they might not might not have walked through experiences to learn from or met people that they have to have grace for, you know, um, or they may not have been given a lot of grace in their life, so they that's true. hold that to, to other people, you know, mm-hmm. in their life. Yeah, it's a great point, uh, the fact that um, – we have to just point them back to Jesus. I think that's the key. I think so many often people think, well, I have to fix you and I have to try to like manipulate you in some fashion, but it's like, we're just pointing people back to Jesus. If we are confessing to be Christ-like, to be Christians, which means to be like Christ, then we need to ask ourselves, what did Jesus do? I mean, you look at Jesus' disciples, um, just just the 12. I mean, that was a a strange crew of individuals. Uh, One of which, Matthew, uh, the tax collector. Yep despised exactly. <laughs> by his own people Yep, because he, he robbed, he cheated people. I mean, if anybody had a reason to not be on Jesus' A-list team, it's Matthew. Yet Jesus chose him right. out of the crowd. And then even Paul himself, who was a, um, you know, he was a Jew of Jews by his own admission, and he signed the death warrants for Christians. He wrote out and he's like, all right, we're getting you, you, and you. Yet here we are reading a book that half of half of this he helped pin. Yep. And so Jesus didn't distinguish between people. He saw people on even ground and said, Look, you're gonna follow my father? Great. I love you. Mm-hmm. I care about you. Um, but that transition period for people. Because you're like you said, some people, man, they're just raised yep. in some ignorance. Mm-hmm. And um I think that if you show people grace, they may buck against you a little bit, but when they're fighting you, if you continue to show them grace, eventually it gets to the point there they go, what am I fighting? Yeah. They're just, 
shadow boxing themselves. Mm-hmm. They're like, wait a second. I just said something that contradicts my own self. You know, like maybe this is makes you know, sense in a different light if I look at it a different way. Right. You know. So I was just watching a video the other day. Um, some, it was an argumentation. Guy was standing up for some, from some very specific truth and some people were arguing against him. And one person kept coming back with the same denial, the same uh, trying to refute this guy. And he goes, okay, well, let's walk it through. And they will go, you're right. They walked away. <laughs> they came back with the same argument. Oh, my goodness. And he's like, okay, well, let's walk it through. Yeah, you're right. And they walked away and came back with the same thing. <laughs> Did they lead with, hi, I'm Dory, and I have short-term memory loss. Hope that doesn't give us copyright strikes. No, it should be fine. Okay. <laughs> but but it's like when somebody is, is steep in something, it's been they're, they're taught. Yeah. Even though it's been disproven to them, and they go and they admit to it, it's hard for them to have that transition. Yeah. And while it can be like, look, you're dumb, we had to have grace for people. Exactly. Because it's something that's steep inside of them, and we had to help them grow through that. There are a lot of things that, man, I grew up with that I, this was my thought process of how God wanted things or how I should live things out. And I'm confronted with the word of God all of a sudden. I'm just like, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a growing factor. We have to go, maybe this is what God has. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, let's keep going on verse, uh, three. I'll read that for us. Grace, mercy, and peace, uh, from God, the father and from Jesus Christ, the father's son, will be with us in truth and love. Now, I want to point here this out. This is interesting. This was not an uncommon way of finishing out an intro to a letter in the early early days. Um, however, what's interesting is that rather than wishing grace, mercy, and peace, he's actually saying, like, look, this is a this is a promise mm-hmm. that if we are in truth or if we are in, in love, that we will have grace, mercy, and peace from God. And I think that's part of the thing that when we talk about, about changing people's mindsets, if we're operating in the truth, then we're going to have grace. We're going to have mercy. Yeah. And we're going to have the love. And that's not just for us. And But we should reflect that towards those people also. Yeah. We should be willing to go, I have a lot of, God's given me a lot of grace. I'm going to get show you some grace. Yeah. You're being ignorant right now. And I say ignorant in a demeaning way, but just that unknowledgeable. Yeah. But I'm going to show you grace. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you some mercy. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a lot of that comes natural, you know, like whenever you start to discover the truth for yourself, because like, it's like a, you know, God gives you kind of wisdom to discern those situations. Um, you know, part of my testimony is like, I, <clears throat> I didn't know, you know, like how to approach those kinds of situations. I didn't have grace for people. And um, just because of a mentality that I created for myself that I thought was truth. But then whenever I started to see the actual truth and started to, to learn what God, you know, wanted me, to, how he wanted me to handle those situations. Right. Um, you know, even though, even though it might not explicit, explicitly be stated in the Bible of how to handle this specific situation, it's like a, oh, yeah, I just know that I'm supposed to do it this way, you know. And right. um, that's it's- like an interesting thing that I've noticed about, <laughs> So knowing the truth, those things come natural. Right. That's I think we would call that like the gift of wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Is as that plays out. And we were talking before the show, you've had a recent situation where you've had the opportunity where there were some hard questions posed against you. And you had the wisdom go, I'm gonna answer this with grace. Yeah. And that's something that again, it it comes it can come naturally, but I think it's also something that we have to and part of that process of dying to the flesh. Yeah. Of going. I'm going to humble myself before the Lord and go, okay, Lord, what do you want me to say? How do you want me to handle this situation in front of me? 
And right. because, again, because we've received grace, because we've received mercy, because we've received love, the, the, uh, it should be a natural outgrowth coming from us also towards those individuals who are in our lives. Yeah, and just being able to, you know, be faithful enough is, is difficult sometimes. Mm. You know, whenever you're like, okay, God, I have faith that you're going to give me the words to say in this situation. Right. You know, whereas, like, it says not lean on... Lean not on your own understanding. That's hard to do a lot because it's like, how am I going to go into this conversation? And I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. You know, right. I have no idea what I'm going to say to this person. But you have that faith and you ask God, like, Holy Spirit, lead me. And you're genuine about that, you know, right. like not Holy Spirit, help me to win this person over or not, you know, to where I can get my opinion into right. their, their skulls, you know, like it's Holy Spirit, lead me to, to tell them what you need to tell them. Right. You know? And... You know that you bring up a great point about the whole going to people and talking about those people. So many people come to the conversation with like, "I'm going to win an argument." Yeah, and they and we're not saying that you don't prepare yourself. We don't say you don't study and you show yourself approved. That's mm-hmm. in the Bible, but you don't go into these conversations to win an argument. Yep, and I'm definitely I've been there. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's just it turns people away almost 99 percent of the time. Sure, and we've all been there. Yeah, I think any. Anybody who's been in the spaces where we're trying to present Christ, we've at one point in time, we've probably been in the flesh and we've done that type yeah. of things. And, but moving past that whole aspect of it, there is a, you know, Paul talked about, you know, going into, uh, not Paul, I forgot who it was now, but uh, it's the book of Acts and they go before the courts and they're, they're accusing them. And they're, he's like, I'm just telling you about Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just, this is what I see. This is who God is. And if we just go with the mindset of, I'm just telling, sharing my experience. And I'm sharing what the word of God says, we will see a lot more things take place in people's lives. They may not like it. Right. But you've not overstepped the bounds of what God has for you. Yeah. God's purpose isn't always comfortable. Oh, <laughs> man. That's true. That's true. Uh, Caleb, why don't you read verses four and five for us, man? Uh, I rejoice greatly that I have found some of your children walking in truth as we received commandment from the Father. And now I plead with you, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment to you, but that which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. Mm. So John points out that he's rejoicing after hearing mm-hmm. that uh, people from this community have not fallen victim to the lies of the heretics that are taking there in the area. Um now, what they have clung to, though, is the command uh, from God to love, something that John speaks heavily about in First mm-hmm. John. If you guys go back and read First John, or you'll listen to our commentary on it. I mean, every, every conversation is about love, loving yep. God, loving people, and how that activates our lives. So my question for you, Caleb, is how does having love for each other help out, uh, help not just ground each other, um, but support each other during times of confusion? And persecution. Um, I think just being able to have love in those times shows like, you know, a, it's like a display of character. It's mm. like, well, I, sh- I shouldn't, this person shouldn't be loving me right now because, <laughs> you know, I've said some things that I don't need to say or I'm doing things I don't need to do, you know, mm-hmm. but this person still loves me regardless. You know, that reflects the love of Jesus that we do need to show to people because he, he loves us you know, unconditionally, right. you know, regardless of what we do. He may not love the things that we do, but he still loves us, right. you know, and that's important to display to other people in those situations because it, it shows like, okay, you know, I can follow along with this. You know, it's not a hypocritical kind of thing, you know, um, trying to think, think of an example. Can't really think of one, but um, <laughs> yeah. So basically just, it's like a display of character. Yeah, almost. it's good. And sometimes though, like, 
like in this situation, what we saw in this community was <clears throat> because they had love for each other. When the heretics were there and presenting their the lies and the falsehoods, um, they challenged each other. They encouraged each other to stay faithful to the word of God. And that looks differently from different places. And sometimes it's hard to hear it. Um, I just happened to that situation today. And um, I was talking with an individual who uh, they're trying to make a decision about doing some stuff and they made a decision not to do something that they feel like God was wanting them to do for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, the, I'm going to try to figure out how to say this appropriately because they listened to the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I disagreed with their decision. And I, what I saw was not helping them. And because I know their life, because I've seen them, I saw the decision being based off of something that was hurtful that happened to them. And uh, I was very blunt with my response to them. And I said, look, you know, I love you, but I hope you, you can take this. Yep. And I said this, sometimes that's what love is, is what, to go into some, a brother or sister in love and go, hey, look, I love you, but this is what I'm seeing taking place. Yep. And I don't want to see you go down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. But that comes with a relationship. If I didn't know this cat at all, yeah. And I told him, hey, you're being dumb. Exactly. That's brick wall. Trust gone. <laughs> it's out the door. Yeah. But if we're together, we're in a relationship, we're doing stuff. You know, you can come to me and go, hey, Dallas, you know, I see this, but um, man, just, I don't know about this. You yeah. made this decision here. And, you know, I feel like the enemy's opening some doors here for you. Well, we're in a relationship together. Yeah. Man, I hadn't thought about that, Caleb. Thank you. Let me. Let me meditate on that. Let me mm-hmm. not saying that you just instantly take care of what everyone says, but right. it should it should hit you here. Mm-hmm. Some conviction. You go, man. Let me think about that. I had a brother of mine call me out on something the other day, going, "Hey, I, you said this. You know, how did you feel about this?" And I had to go, man. Let me let me meditate on that. Yeah. You know, I, I I'm just being stupid, but maybe I was really being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what loving community is. That's mm-hmm. how it grounds us. It it's it's not just correction, but encouragement, enlightenment. You know, and, and seeing people grow past that. You did that for me a while back. I don't even know this. Um, we had our conversation. Uh, I was talking about how um, I the day that I decided I was going to quit DJing. And you had some words of wisdom for about that situation, about not allowing people to, to do that. And that challenged me. I was like, man, I appreciate that. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. <laughs> Must have been a while back. It was it was a few months ago, man. We were we were in the sanctuary. We are getting set up, set up, set up for church and everything. And and uh, we we're talking about music and DJing and everything. And I said, talk, told the story about how uh, the day I, I said I'm just not going to do DJing because I was a it was a messed up situation I I was in, and I was like, man, if this is what it's going to be like, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, I think I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that that again, we're in a relationship. That was a place of love. Yep. And that encouraged me in that moment. Mm-hmm. Now I haven't picked up my turntables, but that did change some mindset and some things going forward. Yeah, and you might not have to, you know pick up your turntables again, you can just realize, okay, well, getting out of that, I might not have done it for the right reason, but, or, you know, like uh, external factors Mm -hmm. that didn't really matter dictated my decision. Right. But I don't have to jump back into that because that's not where God's calling me right now. Exactly. But I have that skill if I need it. Right. Something else. Exactly right. Exactly right. So good. All right. Uh, Verse six. Let's see here. Uh, it says this, and this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands as you have heard from the beginning. His command is that you walk in love. John gives it very clear that love and obeying God's commandments are very much linked. They are one and one together. In a practical sense, how does one 
uh, walk this out in their daily life of living his commands and love at the same time? Um, I think this, I don't know if this is equating it to like, I'll just say it anyways. Um, basically the way that I think of it is, you know, a lot of people have legalistic mindsets of why we need to follow in God's commandments, why we don't need to do certain things. Mm -hmm. And ultimately the main reason that we do it is because we love God, you Mm -hmm. know, like, um, to, to obey his commandments is to love, like you said, you know, and that's displaying our love for him. And with that, it'll kind of, like I was saying earlier, the natural, like you'll you'll receive some wisdom, you know, for certain situations and you'll see things in a different light. Um, You know, you kind of view your relationship with God differently too. Mm Because like for me personally, I know I had a pretty legalistic mindset growing up, not because of what I was taught, but because of how I perceived things, how Mm -hmm. I, um, the context that I thought things were in, you know, like I took the Bible as very black and white. And once I realized, oh, it's a relationship with God, you know, he wants me to obey his commands because he knows what, what's best for me. You know, mm-hmm. if I operate inside of those things, he's loving me by like, hey, you should do things this way. Right. Rather than you have to do things this way because I told you so. Mm. You know? And once you realize that, it's like it changes everything, you know, a right. whole new perspective on on God's commandments and and what it is to love God and what it is to love other people too. Word. So good. And I like the way you framed that about how he, you know, he does this. He gives us these guidelines because he loves us, because he cares about us. That's what a loving father is, is someone who they look at their child and they go, you're a child and you're going to do stuff that's going to get you hurt. So I'm going to put stuff to keep you safe. Yep. Not that it's going to keep you from ever not getting hurt, but it's going to keep you safe if you're willing to stay behind those boundaries. Right. So good. So good. Well, guys, we want to hear from you. Uh, here in a second, I'm going to ask uh, Caleb what his uh, big takeaway from today, but we want to hear from you. How has God challenged you? How has he uh, encouraged you through the scriptures about God's love and the command to obey and how that's linked up to loving God and loving each other at the same time? Leave a comment down below in the YouTube channel or reach out to us, mediahub at teachmeastreport.com. Uh, Caleb, what's your big takeaway for today, bud? Um... I don't know, man. Probably that uh, love is super important and, you know, God gives us so much grace. We, you know, we should show that to other people too. Work. Yeah. It's good. It's good. All right, guys. Well, until next time, have a great week. <laughs>